Okie dokie. Okay, hi guys. Welcome back to X's and O's. I'm here doing my little intro for you yet again. So you guys can feel closer to me and you can feel like I'm talking on the pod. Although I feel like I really did talk on this episode a lot. And this episode's really fun. I had such a good time uh, with my bestie Mal. I can't wait for you guys to watch it. I'm obviously not obvious because you can't see yet, but I am filming this post episode. I've already filmed and edited that episode and it comes out tomorrow. So today's Tuesday. Tomorrow will be Wednesday and you'll be getting this episode with Mal. I hope you like it. I don't know yet what I'm going to talk about at these intro points. I feel like it's just going to be a general check-in or whatever. I don't know. But if you guys have any ideas of what you'd like me to do or what you'd like me to say at the beginning, if you want me to cover like queer news or I don't know, like what's going on? Do you want me to just, you know, do this? Maybe. Maybe not. But I'm down to do whatever. I just five seconds ago had my first call with my new therapist. Yay. (laughs) Thank God. There's nothing quite like your first intro call with a therapist because it's like, let me tell you every single thing about me. And in one hour, like beginning to end, this is my life story. And then you finish and you're like, damn, I'm tired. Life is overwhelming. Been through so much already. Can we be done? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Let's keep going. This ride is so fun. If you guys didn't see yet, I was on Kira Green's podcast this week. So it just came out the day before you're watching this, I guess. Uh, You should check it out. I think something I really appreciated that she did in her podcast was at the beginning, she asked me to do like a mental check, like a mental health check-in kind of vibe. And it was so sweet because I feel like I realized I needed to do that with myself. So fun to do it on camera. You guys can go watch and see what I said. But yeah, I am starting my therapist journey. I'm sure I'll now be talking more about that on the pod. I had a therapist before, but I felt like we were just talking, a lot of talking. So I'm hoping that this therapist will be a better fit. But yeah, I'm really excited. Therapy is so, you should get one. If you can, if you can get one, you should get one. They're the best. The next guest on the podcast is going to be Chris Clemens. So if you're watching this and you have any questions you want to ask him regarding sex and relationships, you can leave them below in the comment section on YouTube, or you can leave it in the little like ASCII boxy thing on Spotify. And while you're at it, if you would leave me a review on Spotify or iTunes, that would be so lovely and nice. And I would appreciate you forever and ever. Someone also asked me if I'm making any merch. I am currently designing merch for the podcast. So if you have ideas for that, you could also uh, write it below. And if there's anything that I've made before in the past and you're hoping that I'll make again, uh, whether that's like a style thing or just like the product itself, uh, please comment below too so I can know. Because I want to give you guys what you actually want. I want to make things you'll actually wear. I never am going to probably make anything with like my face on it or like... (laughs) Shannon Beverage. Okay. So I want it to be wearable and I want you to look cool. I want you to go out into life and be like looking good. Uh, So if you have any ideas, let me know. I have some ideas brewing. So a couple taglines from this episode, actually, I think may go on a t-shirt or like a cup or something. I don't know. Tell me what you want, please. Also, believe it or not, I am getting new mics today. Kevin Burke is showing up, I think, to my house right now to take me to the store. We're getting new ones, and it's going to be great. So I hope you enjoy this episode. There's a couple times where Mal bonks her head in this episode, and I didn't explain that. So if you're just listening and there's commotion at one point, that's what's happening. Anyway, love you guys. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you love Mal because I love her. She's the best. Yeah, I don't to hold, hold it. I know we shouldn't be holding them. That's why they sound. Bad. No, I like it. I'm gonna do a lot of mic choreography. Maybe not. Okay, what do you want me to intro you as? I was gonna say podcast host, but <laughs> yes, like, what else? what else do I do, Shannon? Did I tell you how I listen to your podcast in two times speed and how your laugh sounds in two times speed? No, not that. I felt that way with the not that. I think it might be more than busy. <laughs> Oopsie. It might be me. It might be no, me. Shannon. But we got a comment on YouTube that said, can you stop laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Matilda's like, I'm deleting this. I was like, no, please. Like that. That's so 
how do you pronounce your last name? Glowinky? Okay, that sounds like that's a lie. It is so unserious. It's not real. <laughs> Glowinky? And you know what? You want to know the funny thing? I will never get that name up. Yeah. It's I a, have it's, fought. It's amazing. You need to keep it forever and ever. I, I would be in like elementary school, like on the first day of school, like, please don't say the last name. No, no. <laughs> and every time, glow winky, emphasis on the winky. I feel like it doesn't look like it's pronounced that way. What What would you think? Glow wank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, e, though. it's like, there's just... actually, you're kind of close. It's German. It's glowanka. Okay. That's like actually what it is. But like, like lucky me. But glow winky in Dallas. Glow winky. So my brother plays baseball and yeah. he's like called glow glow show the show i'm like in high school my volleyball coach called me winky and then the entire high school started calling me winky you can't be winky and then come out as a lesbian that kept me in the closet okay hi guys my name is shannon i'm the host of x's and o's a podcast where we talk about queer sex and relationships queer relationships and sex i think is what i usually say but now sex first sex positive sex positive today and today i have a very special guest you may recognize her from another amazing queer podcast called made it out it's mal glowinky (laughs) hey y'all here she is we're doing a role reversal today because i was on mal's podcast which has been out now what you have like nine episodes out Mm -hmm. nine episodes out they're amazing the whole podcast is about different steps in the coming out process correct that's kind of what it started as and what is it now (laughs) it's just like stories from lesbians and queer people (laughs) and we love that we love lesbians and queer people it's a really amazing podcast if you haven't seen it you should check it out or listen to it whatever however you like to consume your podcast i'm excited to have you here today especially because i feel like when you're the host of a podcast you get to you get to know the other person so much more than the hosts themselves and I feel like um, the internet needs to know who you are. Thanks. More. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm like, good luck, girl. How do you feel? <laughs> I'm not on vacation. <laughs> I feel like I'm at my job. <laughs> I feel like I'm working. I want to be back on your podcast. I could not be more excited that the first sponsor of X's and O's is a queer-founded and queer-owned business, Tomboy X. Nothing, nothing, nothing makes me happier than promoting queer-owned companies. Finding underwear that makes me feel both confident and comfortable has always been a struggle for me and with tomboy x i finally am able to marry both of those things together the styles tomboy x carry genuinely make me feel hot so so hot as someone who's been shopping in the boys section for a long time the one area that usually falls short for me is the underwear because they just don't fit right but tomboy x has solved that problem for me and i will be living in their boy shorts forever now If you want to pick up a pair of your own or shop their other styles, please go to www.tomboyx.com slash Shannon for 20% off the entire website. Miles from Dallas. Yeah. So we're both Texas girls. And uh, how we ended up here, that's that's the story we're going to tell today. On Mal's podcast, I talked about the first girl I loved. I kind of want to talk about the first girl you love today so we can completely just flip the script. But I do want to know, like, how did you get to from Dallas to LA to having a queer podcast? I had a severe mental breakdown at 25. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is the best beginning of any story. (laughs) So I had been dating this guy for three and a half years. Wasn't out yet. No. No. We had homes together, cars together, bank accounts, whole nine yards. I knew he had a kid when we started dating that was six months old. Okay. (laughs) And three years into our relationship, I find out there's another kid, that another kid that he hadn't told me about. The girl had come around like when we first started dating and said, there's a kid. Mm -hmm. Then she kind of disappeared. She came back around at this like time in our relationship. So I find out about this and I'm like, my whole life is blown to bits. I have to like figure out where to move figure out a car situation. We have two dogs together. It was like you're, a divorce. There yeah, you're divorce. You literally, for yes. sure. I like tried to stay in Dallas for a little bit, tried to make it happen. I had like a lot of friends there, good job, a good life. But yeah, I was in Vegas for my 25th birthday and had a mental breakdown. And you were like at the Planet Hollywood. <laughs> after like Where going all the good night- mental breakdowns happen. Truly. Vegas, yeah. Planet Hollywood, perfect. <laughs> Your baby daddy. No, I'm sorry. He's not oh your baby daddy. Someone else's Someone else's baby, baby daddy. daddy. I'm just dating. That's a nightmare. Ugh, it's kind of great that lesbians can't get pregnant, you know? Until Absolutely. it's not great. If you want the baby, then it's kind of <laughs> like, this is the worst. This is kind of sucks now. But 
until then, kind of great. Okay, so what what did you decide when so you're then in I the was planet like, Hollywood? I can't live here. I can't live in Texas anymore. Good. Something is not. I didn't know. Like I've always kind of known that I was queer, queer. in some way, but I had never really explored that just because <laughs> Texas. And so I something in my gut was just like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And so I quit my job. My dad about had a heart attack. I packed up my two dogs, which were both like big boxers, and was like, I'm going to LA. I gave myself like two days to find an apartment. It was like a really like do this now or you're never going never to gonna do happen. this type thing. Fair. So a lot of like really rash decisions. I lived downtown my first two years. That's how you know it's a mental breakdown. <laughs> if you're living in downtown Los Angeles, you're yeah. you're going through something. Yes. <laughs> you're going through something. I'll never forget the first night I was there and like no one was there because my family had come to help me move and like I had friends there this is like a month in and it's the first night it's just me laying in my bed and I'm just hearing like so many things chaos and and I have that app oh citizen oh my god citizen. it's like ding 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 <laughs> and it's like 200 feet from you and no, I'm like it's always like a man with a machete that that app I'm always getting man throwing feces yeah <laughs> I was in a bad way living downtown but yeah. I was like this is where I, something just felt right mm-hmm. about LA. Yeah. Then I, that was when I switched my apps kind of, but it was like. To girls? No, it was to boys and girls. Oh, okay. I wasn't ready to make that leap, but I just wanted to kind of like scope out. You the were testing scene. the waters. Yes. Okay. But not like dating. No. It, I was just swiping and like seeing. <laughs> just swiping just and swiping seeing. swiping and seeing. Just swiping and seeing. That's, that's I'm just like, I'm start. just looking, through, I'm window shopping. <laughs> when do you finally go on a date and actually follow through after a few bad encounters with men fair <laughs> i had to have like sex with a couple guys just like really make sure los angeles this place. isn't just like la making me get yeah which got is it. like a whole the other worst well i don't know is that worse than dallas boys probably in some ways oh god in so many different ways so many different ways but probably maybe less republican <laughs> yeah. it's like one positive less like cowboy hats cowboy like boots. wrangler jeans big belts i can't more believe like leather really really wear that and like, it's truly. like serious very serious like we go to the bar in starched jeans yeah it's a real look that's still happening there every time i go back i'm like i thought we would have evolved from this but no we do this stuck. ironically in la yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no the hipsters in la do it better than the fucking cowboys in texas right amen like yes. you look good okay so bad dates with men i went on a date with a mormon well i had sex with a mormon guy <laughs> Went on a date with a Mormon, had sex. With yeah, Mormon. I'm okay. really putting it all out. <laughs> actually, actually, it was in the reverse though. Oh. So I. <laughs> okay, so you I had sex with a Mormon, and then you went on a date with yes. a Mormon. I think okay. he felt guilty. I think he had some like religious shame in there somewhere. I would assume because it was like because that's not what Mormons are supposed to be doing. I know a good Mormon boy. I know. supposed to be soaking. And not... he felt guilty, honey. Okay, so you have sex with him and then you went on a date with Yeah, him. I left, I accidentally left, like literally accidentally because I never wanted to see this guy again. Mm-hmm. Left my bag there and then he was like, okay, let me take you to dinner. And I was like, okay, fine. We go to dinner and like, I noticed something was off because I cuss like a sailor mm-hmm. and this guy is saying words like freaking and shoot. And I'm like, something's off here. Something's off. <laughs> like, so I was just like a little like, huh. We didn't have sex that night. I go home and I never heard from him again. You I, only had sex the first time and then the next time. <laughs> we're like, actually, I don't like you. No, he was there like repenting for his sin. He's like, maybe in my brain now, I took her on a date first. He's giving mixed signals with the sex first and then I no agree. cuss. Cussing is where he draws the line. Amen. Did he drink? Oh, the fir- okay. Yeah, of course. The first night I'm not when sure we met. he's Mormon. <laughs> and he, he like had the nerve to tell me the only thing I really feel guilty for within my faith is sex before marriage. And I'm like, okay, so. That's not what you were saying the other <laughs> That's not what you were doing the other it's night. It's not the vibe I got. <laughs> How many guys between that and now girls? Two. Okay. There was another one that yeah. was a bit of an unfortunate experience. Are um, any of them fortunate experiences? No, 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 no. And this is why I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> I, it was just a guy, I, he, he felt the need to do like a lot mm-hmm. when, when we would have sex, just like <laughs> a lot that, of things, like lights and music. Like it was like a light show in there. Well, okay. But this is like how, if you liked that guy, that you might like all those things. <laughs> Like, if it was a girl, you might be like, that is so sweet and thoughtful. Like, I'm having a great time. But him, it's like, no. Okay, but- does it make it worse that it was to, like, EDM music, Yes, though? it makes it okay. way worse. <laughs> like- 
and no respectable woman would do that. So never mind. Never mind. You would get the ick either way. You haul, you go. Okay, don't listen to this. No parents are allowed to listen to this. You ghost, but I didn't ghost, unfortunately. I didn't. How, I, you stick, dated I stuck him? around. No, we didn't. He would probably say we dated, but I say no. But okay. I did stick around for like longer than. I hope he can't find this podcast either. That was just me avoiding, like, having to admit I was gay, I think. Yeah. So, like, could you feel those feelings, like, brewing? Like, was it, like, getting more intense as you were in L.A. longer? Yeah. As you were swiping and seeing? (laughs) Swiping and seeing. (laughs) Okay, so finally, do you go on a date with a girl? Yes. So, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna start talking to one. (laughs) One. Any of them. I'll take whoever. But isn't it kind of like that when you first yeah, start? Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, I don't I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so I'm just going to like anyone pick. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We went on one date. It was one of those things where I'm not like the biggest drinker. I'm more of like kind of a weed and, you know, mushrooms type of person. Yeah. But before that date, I literally went to a bar down my street and took four shots of straight vodka. That's giving really nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. Like, don't know what I'm doing. All the questions are in my head. Like, who is going to pay? Like, am I supposed to make moves? How do I flirt? Like, all of these things are going through my head. But she was, like, super masculine energy. Okay. So it was kind of one of those things where I think I was, I like, attracted to someone like that. Mm-hmm. So that I could chill a little bit. Also, it's probably, like, a little more familiar to you than, like, just going straight, like, not going straight, going the opposite, going gay. (laughs) But, like, almost like, yeah, a lot of times masked lesbians kind of are giving more boy. So it's kind of like an entry point. Like a nicer entry point. Yes. But we love masks. You're more than an entry point. But I I could see how it would be... I'm kind of masked, I think. I don't know what I am anymore. (laughs) I'm like, my hair just keeps shrinking shorter and shorter, so who knows. Did that girl, like act kind of more like chivalrous like opening doors and doing that kind of stuff yes it was very much gender rolled in that way and Mm -hmm. so yeah like you said it was just kind of easy I didn't really have to think Mm -hmm. about something that I was already like thinking and panicking about I was like okay this is at least something familiar yeah the first date we like went to drinks we talked all night it was like good and then we're like standing outside of my apartment (laughs) so awkwardly I'm so nervous talking Shannon, I'm not kidding, for like an hour. Because you were like scared to kiss? Goodbye. No, because I was scared to be like, or, that or like, do you want to come up? Like, I didn't, like, I are you have downtown? been gay for Wait. one day. Are you standing outside downtown? Downtown, yes. <laughs> that's, this is how that's, nervous. That's even scarier. <laughs> you need to go inside. <laughs> I would rather be outside downtown on the sidewalk. Than inside with the girl. <laughs> that's how scared you were. I'm fucking dead. I am such a baby day one gay. Mm-hmm. This is an Olympic level lesbian, like. This girl knows what the fuck she's doing. So, like, if I invite her up, mm-hmm. there something might happen, and I don't know that I'm ready for that. Like, whatever. Well, she asserts herself. She's like, we're going up. Like, eventually, like, like, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, I can't stand here forever. Well, I'll tell you what we do. We oh. go upstairs. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And I have two, two couches that are, like, far apart. They're, like, they're both full-length couches. Okay. I'm sitting on one. She is sitting on the other <laughs> No. We do this for like another hour. Okay, she's kind of being not professional gay if she didn't just come and sit next to you. I mean, you're probably right. Was she, but maybe she was trying to be respectful. Maybe. But like you're, on, the, her you're now, fully I don't know. on a date. I sit know, with I each other. No, like this is, this is, look, no, Shannon, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not coming <laughs> for you. You're doing everything fine. But I'm confused by her because she's supposed to know what she's doing. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm told I'm like kind of hard to read sometimes. Really? And I bet I was really being hard to read. Because you were so nervous. Yeah. So I bet I came off, like, really standoffish. Like, like, unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't touch me. We do that for, like, another hour, and then she's like, I'm gonna go. (laughs) I'm like, okay. But I'm like, fuck. But you wanted her to stay. I think it was mixed feelings, because I think this was my gay panic moment. Mm. This was like... I could be gay. I think it was like, no, I am gay. Shit. And it was like, this is what has been the thing that has been, like, bothering me inside. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, that missing kind of piece of information. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, like, I don't want to face it. Yeah, so true. Because it's scary. Yeah. Because then it's real. If you really go all the way there, then you're, like, oh, God, fuck, I am. I'm gay. Yeah. And, yeah, if you have sex that night, you're cementing that. Yeah. It's, like, not even this. You're not processing it. You're just, like, No, no, you're in. You're in. Yeah. But then I ghosted her for, like, six, eight months. Okay, this poor girl. I was, like, I'm not. Where is she? Did we call her? (laughs) No. Are you doing okay? Let me finish the story. <laughs> okay, never mind. We're not calling her. We're not calling her. So I ghost her, I ghost her, and then like a month before COVID, she's like, 
please like let me take you out to dinner just like another time doesn't have to be anything let's just see fuck okay fine then covid happened and now i'm in a full-blown relationship with her yes this is your first girlfriend yeah shut up your first date is your first girlfriend yeah you are so gay yeah (laughs) and also so covid of the situation it seems possibly yes okay so how long do you date her like nine months okay through that like kind of first wave of yeah like the full like lockdown vibes yes got it but then when it kind of started opening up that was when it like broke off Mm -hmm. and then was like on off on off on off on off on off through the second wave through omnicron That's like the gayest thing ever to go from first date, first girlfriend, then on and off again. Like you did all the lesbian steps. I had a lot of years to catch up for. Yeah, you, you did it and you did it quick. Good job. I don't half-ass anything, Shannon. No, apparently not. Because you were older, your experience is so different because you have so much more like stability within mm-hmm. yourself going through that experience. Was it also like so scary? Because you're also like then you're kind of cemented in your life. You're like 25. You've done one thing one way forever. And now it's like. Actually, I'm changing everything about my life. I feel like I kind of do things that way. <laughs> I feel like I live life in extremes to a little bit. Like, yeah. I really have to test something. Yeah. <laughs> all the way. All the way in. Also, making jumps like that doesn't really scare, scare me. I feel like I'm just kind of, I'm impulsive mm-hmm. in that way. And that's caused me a lot of trouble. But it's also been, like, one of the best things in my life. Because I'm just like, yeah. okay, fuck it. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Fulfilling. Yes. In ways. If it goes well. Yeah. If it it goes well. Wait, actually, I got, so I asked people on Instagram for questions for you. And one question I got that I was like, I wonder that too. How did you know that you weren't bi? How did you know you were like, I'm gay? I think in a lot of ways, like it's always a conversation with Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. I think I really overcorrected. Yeah. Like when I first came came out. out. And also I just grew up in a place where the men weren't, like, so great. Mm. I'm not saying there's not great men in Texas. Like, and I grew up around great men. Like, my dad and my brother are amazing. But I don't know. I think it's tough because I had a lot of kind of shitty relationships mm. with just guys. And I don't know if that was me dating to be, like, to support my narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, because I knew kind of from a young age that it was there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was, like, me trying to, like, overcompensate? No, or, like, give myself an exit, kind of. Mm. Like, I know that this guy is a piece of shit, so this will never be It will never really work. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I was, like, doing that subconsciously on purpose. I don't know. That's just, like, something I'm working on in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Then, when I came out and when I was with women, I was like, it could never be men. It never. It has always been this. This is, you know. Yeah. I think it was easier like I said, I just live in you're extremes. Just like, I'm like, okay, you're full in. Now I'm this. Yeah. I've had to really, as I've like matured in my queerness, yeah. I guess, I've had to really kind of face those thoughts. So mm-hmm. am I really just gay? Yeah. Or is there like some fluidity there that yes. you didn't like let yourself have for that time of extreme? But like you're in a relationship. So yeah. now you're pretty gay. No yeah. matter what. But still like it's good to know these things about yourself and also to let yourself be like explore that things aren't so rigid or black yeah. and white. I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's important not to live life that way. It's something I'm like learning to not do Trying. so much. Mm-hmm. I do always come back to the fact that I'm gay. Yeah. You know, there's not like I don't think I've ever come to another answer, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I can truly know myself to the fullest degree if I don't continue to like really question yeah totally I always said when I was coming out if I could like even one guy mm-hmm. I would not be gay I was down to find any one single boy to like mm-hmm. and then when I realized that was never gonna happen that's when I was like okay my options are live a lie forever or like come out so like I did so I did all of that thinking process that you're t- kind of doing now well, I was in the closet. So we were like having... Like opposite. Yeah. There's no right way to come out. That's yeah. the... At the end of the day, it's like everyone's going to have a very different experience. But I think obviously the one thing that we both agree and love is like queer community. But like once you're in it, it's like the best feeling ever. And it's like the earlier you can find it, like the more validating it is. Yeah. Like your episode today that came out, it's not today for y'all, but you did have an episode come out today yes. with Lexi all about kind of making gay friends, which yeah. is so hard for people I feel when we're so lucky yeah like beyond lucky who do we have to thank for that 
<laughs> literally my girlfriend. <laughs> literally. No, literally Mal's girlfriend is like the connector of all lesbians in Los Angeles, I swear. She's like throwing parties, inviting everyone from east side, west side, like fucking Huntington Beach. Like people are coming, people are coming. <laughs> Newport. Like from literally lesbians are coming from everywhere to go to these parties. So we both have Matilde to thank for a lot of our queer friends, I feel. Also, it's the same thing that you and Lexi talked about. It's like once you know one lesbian, you're really, you could get in. You absolutely you, can. If that lesbian has friends... You can get in there. You are in. Yeah. Just ride it out. Just Like, just don't disappear too soon. No, you know? no. You got to get in there. And also, don't make the mistake of having sex with too many of them, and then you'll get booted from the friend group. Oh, I'm so... I never really had that problem. So I just, like, look around at all the drama. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> the drama. I hate the drama. I hate the drama. It truly is so hard. It's, like, like for the whole entire community, when there's, like a breakup or anything it's, it's like your heart broken too yeah and it yeah it like the way it fractures friend groups even of like okay we're all going here tonight but this one person can't go so then let's take these three people and go to a different bar it's, it's absolutely the worst it's not fun like when you think you about oh, should we throw a party it's like mm. Let's just not even talk about it. There, there was a lot of breakups this season. Yeah, but you guys are lucky because you're together. So you <laughs> could just invite everyone and then be like, you guys figure out. But we don't. I think, you know what? I think that's the key to a good party, though. Mm. You got to make sure the vibes are right. You're so right. It's really important. We really do think about that. No, it's like you're you don't, so right. You don't want somebody to be sad, you know? Yeah. It's out of love. It's out of love, care. but then it's like, then someone doesn't get invited. I know. And then and then we have to have those conversations. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> See, it's bad no matter what. <laughs> It's so it's hard to be gay. It's hard to be gay in these gay friend groups. Maybe you guys don't want them. No, you definitely want them. They're fun. This is so fun. Are you having a good time? This is so great. Okay, before Mal came over, she told me she had a couple stories that she could say on the pod. Oh, God. So I need I need to know the sexy baby story. Oh Please. God. It honestly says a lot about me that this wasn't like my ending of sleeping with men. You kept going. So this guy comes as a recommendation from my family. Let's just preface that. Okay. My brother plays professional baseball. This was a guy that also played baseball with my brother, helped him a lot. Like mm-hmm. he, he was older. My parents had met him at the baseball facility and were like, Mallory, like this guy, he's so great. He loves your brother. We love him. My mom's like, he's so hot. Like, this is your guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. We'll go on a date. We meet. I hope he doesn't see this. We meet. <laughs> and he's like a nice guy. But I'm not. It's not. I, I don't think I a, could ever be with an athlete. Like just because yeah. I know the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh, I just. I wouldn't want that. But I don't know. The conversation just wasn't like great. Well, but I was like, okay, you are a very good looking man. Like I'm kind of in that breakup rebound space. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go for it. So we start dating, I guess, like we're going on dates and, but mostly just like hooking up. Mm-hmm. He was on steroids. So he had a really hard time. I'm really, I'm getting like it all out there. I'm dying. He was on steroids. <laughs> he's a really, he was a good guy. <laughs> oh my God. I have to change my whole set now. I, I'm going to get sued. I'm, I'm going to get sued. Remember when you didn't yes. give me a release? Okay. Please be careful. Please be careful. Thank God it wasn't the corner. Are you okay? Yes, back to my story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, he's on steroids. He's on steroids. <laughs> he's on steroids. And so he had a hard time coming. Got so it. we were doing the most, you know? Got it. And oh my God, <laughs> all of a sudden... He starts talking about, like, wanting me to be a baseball mom. You're having sex. This is why baseball matters to the story. Because, yeah. like, there's baseball in my it's a through line. gene pool. Yeah. And he's like, like, we're going to make a star. Like, I'm, I'm like, literally sweating here. I am too. I'm like, I'm sick. Okay, continue, though. And then says, like, I'm going to put those sexy babies in you. <laughs> Did that help him come? It happened. No. No, I'm no, no, that that worked for him. And you kept, did you ever see him again? No, that was, that you were ended. Like, and that's enough of but that. But why did I see another man ever? ever again. Why, why have I ever talked to a man ever, ever again Ever again. That would really put me off for good, I think. Even if I was straight, I think I would never do that again. The thing with kinks is, I don't want to kink shame, but you got to talk about your kinks with the person you're sleeping with before you just throw them out there because... Mm -hmm. not all kinks are shared Mm -hmm. and appreciated Mm 
<laughs> and that would be one that would turn me off for maybe I would maybe never have sex again. I did not appreciate this. <laughs> no, I did not appreciate this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. And your parents were like, "This is the guy." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, no, no, thank you." And those sexy babies, sexy. You should I'm, never. I'm, don't call babies sexy. I'm sick to my stomach that I'm telling this story because please don't judge me. I've been in dark places. Here, going back to the kink shame thing though, it's not the the mom dad thing. Whatever, mm. that's fine. It's the fact that it was too close mm. to, like, my fam. Like, this the is... The baseball mom, That's too much. You're going to be a baseball mom. I didn't like that. No. I don't, no. You're like... <laughs> that's what it was for You're me. like, I actually don't mind the sexy babies. Just don't no, call no, me no, a I baseball don't. mom. <laughs> Just don't call me a baseball Do mom. Do not ever. I'm scared you're going to hit your head. <laughs> Please be careful. I'm like... <laughs> stay there. I need to baby-proof my room for you. <laughs> for your sexy babies. Okay, to be clear, I had a problem with both. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Okay, something that I thought was interesting that you talked about on your podcast with Jordan was like about strap-ons mm, and okay. how now you like don't like them or you have like an aversion because of straight sex. Is that I'm paraphrasing something, mm-hmm. but why do you think that's true? I think it's half true. Okay. It's not that I completely have an aversion to them. It's just never going to be like the first thing that yeah, I go to. I feel like it's not many people's first thing. Sure, that's right? fair. But I think like it takes me so much to get there. Mm. There has to be so much like connection and intimacy surrounding it. Yeah. Because I think really why it's not that I'm like, oh, I hate it or like I'm triggered by it. Mm. I think what it more so is is that I dissociate. Yeah. Because I think when I was having sex with guys, I would just like kind of float off somewhere until it was like done. Done. And so, so like, I think, it's hard to stay present now because yes. it's like, yeah, it's like a connection in your brain that you're like, this means this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, the reason I wanted to ask you about it, too, is because I, mom, dad, don't listen. <laughs> this is explicit. This, this is, is explicit. This is, I know. I actually do write that it's explicit on Spotify. Okay, I tell it. I'm like, <laughs> it is not for children. Okay. I've never had sex with a guy, which is not like a flex. For a long time, I wouldn't say that online that I hadn't had sex with a boy. Because I never wanted people to watch that and then think that if they did, then their, like, sexuality was less valid or whatever, like, to compare themselves to me. But because both of us are from Texas, you know, too, like, there's such purity culture there. A lot of my friends, most of my friends were really religious and not having sex at all. So I got to just also be, like, same. If I had grown up in a different area and, like, more of my friends were sleeping with boys, I probably would have done it, too. Mm -hmm. But because no one was, I got away with being, like... I'm not weird for not doing it. Yeah. I'm also just like y'all. I'm like, I love God. Mm-hmm. That's why I won't have sex with boys. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly purity t- yeah. culture did not affect yeah. me in the, in the least. It depends on the community that you're in. And yeah. I just happened. I, I think I consciously put myself in groups of friends that were religious like that. Yeah. Because I did it consistently. My friend group in high school and then my friend group in college, which were different girls from different places. And I did the same exact thing. So I was like, this is perfect. Now, because I never did, my relationship with like a strap on, I would assume is very different than someone who did have any kind of like sex that they didn't love with men. You know? Totally. It's what just, is it? It's just, I like it. You love it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Relax. No. She loves it. I, I just don't have any, like, trauma or, like, any kind of, any bad I have no any, I have no association. Yeah, that's to so me, great. it's, like, just completely, like, oh, a new thing. Like, it's, this is for lesbians. Yeah. It's a lesbian thing. Yeah. To be penetration now. That's so great. The whole strap-on thing is so interesting to me that, like, I feel like straight girls are, like, bi girls that are, like, becoming bi. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, you going on your first date. The strap-on is, like, a myth. In the same way of like scissoring. Mm. Like where a girl who's never been out with a girl, they're like, wait, do lesbians really do that? Yeah. Like, does that really happen? Yeah. Where are you going? Sorry. Does that really happen? <laughs> I'm so into it. The- I'm so into it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this podcast is going to be a mess. And I'm no. so sorry. I'm never going to no. be back. So I hope you guys are enjoying No, she's going to be back. One time only. No, she- you're coming back. I'm coming back on yours. We're, gonna, we're just going to keep this ball rolling. We actually just collabed with each other from here on out because it's going so well. Did you feel stressed when you were going on your first date with a girl about specifically about sex because you didn't know exactly what the sex would be? I think that's the only thing yeah. I was freaked out about. Like, yeah, it's the does she pay, does she whatever, but it's more so like... The sex. But what advice would you give then to someone who is like going on their first date with a girl? It is so awkward until it's not. <laughs> 
And then it's, and then you get with a new girl and then it's like a whole new, like awkward. It's just, but I kind of, I think that's fun. No, it's so fun. I Sex with every girl is different than the last one. It's like, I can't really even give you advice on what yeah. to do because it's going to be different no matter what. Like it's just different every time because sex with lesbians is not just penetration. Mm-hmm. And obviously I think. Well, I don't know because I've never had sex with guys, but I would assume that also in straight sex, there's like, I'm sure one partner to the next, your sex is like different. Oh, no. Same performance every time. (laughs) It is choreographed, honey. (laughs) I know nothing. So, but I'm just saying like, it's it's like like very similar, like consistent, more like predictable. Yes. And you get like good at it. You're like, I mean, not to, you know, not in that way, but I'm just saying like, when you it, like know when the song and dance. Done. Yeah. Because you have to be, when you don't want to be there, you better be efficient. Which is so true. So you can get the fuck out of there. That's so true. So it's like in, out, done. That's, it's so different then, right? Yeah. And that's the scariest part. Yeah. Because it's so more nuanced when you're moving to the next. Yeah, girl. And at first I was just like, oh my God. I, I, the first time I ever had sex with that girl I just laid. I did not move. I did not touch her one time. Pillow princess. Worse. You went full. How could it be worse? Just whatever you could picture is worse. Just, is worse. You're like just laying. I'm just like, like shaking, s- nervous, scared. But like I got over it and you and will then- too. <laughs> you just got to do it. Yeah. I get so many questions like that. What do I do with my hands? Like what do I do with this? I'm like, I think you just have to let go, let God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And we're back. And that to is the purity culture. <laughs> I don't know how to give them advice. There's no practical advice. No. I really don't think there is. Like, besides... I mean, maybe if we were, like, a sex therapist, we could give better advice in this yes, scenario. Yes, probably but there is if you're not us. If you're not us. <laughs> but we're just us. So we're just we, us. We, we can only do what we can do here. Yeah. It's so... Life is so embarrassing. It really is. It really is. Like, my sister's one of those people who will say, like, walking across the street is embarrassing. Basic things yes. like that. But it's so true when you no. think, like, getting on a plane. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Oh my god! If you got a plane's embarrassing. Imagine having sex for the first time with a girl. <laughs> it's gonna be scary. Gonna be awesome. <laughs> We're giving horrible advice. Girls are gonna watch this and be like, "Actually, I'm never having sex with a girl." Who would your dream guest be on your podcast? Glennon Doyle. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Okay, let's manifest. Yeah. Everybody, manifest. Comment below. Everybody, Tag- go at Glennon. Yes. <laughs> Tag Glennon. We're gonna get her. I her book Untamed was like life changing for you. Just a big part of my coming out. That's really sweet. I like read it when I was going through my coming out mm-hmm. and she was older yeah. and came out and I just think she has a beautiful way of looking at life. Okay. Gorgeous. I feel like that's not un like undoable. What, what am I trying that's to say? Not, it's not, not impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's not impossible. I feel like we could get Glennon Doyle on your podcast. I hope so. I just love her. I would be like fangirling. Okay. At Glennon Doyle. <laughs> get on Made It Out. I'm trying to think of who mine would be. Or like a housewife. Okay, that's that, good. I mean, too. that's like Kyle Richards. We need to know the truth. Do you know the I truth? I want her on my couch. Do you know the real truth? <laughs> I wish I did. I'm not. I'm not that. I don't know either. High up in the people, gay rankings people yet. People <laughs> always think I will know anything like that. Like my friends from home. I remember. I remember the Becca Tilly and Haley Kiyoko thing, and then being like, "Wait, are they really together?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like no fucking clue. Like, you're like I don't know. Like, I know I have gay. to know everything about every gay person ever, but the funny thing is I actually did know that one. You, you did. <laughs> that yeah. one I knew, but I know that I'm a professional lesbian, but I don't know every single person's business. <laughs> Believe it or not. I want to, though. Who would be yours? I think Ashlyn Harris. That is. We want so, the at Ashlyn Harris, come be on my podcast. Everybody, tag her. Everybody, go flood. <laughs> Everybody, go get her. Okay, I asked you guys over on Instagram to ask me questions to ask Mal. So now we're going to answer some of those questions. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Now This Is Living. Mal, what's your Instagram? At Mal Glowinky. <laughs> it is Glowinky. Glowinky. The most unserious way. It's the silliest name I've ever heard in my life. And I'm obsessed. <laughs> and that's coming from someone with the last name <coughs> Beverage, which is also a little bit weird. One of the questions that people asked, and I think it's because... On your podcast, we talked about switching from, like, male validation and the way we dress. Mm. Do you feel like you're getting closer to that in your your style? It's so funny how the universe just will, like, hit you with things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, over and over and you're over. A- yeah, you're asking me this. Yesterday, we filmed an episode. We talked about this. No and way. It, like, led into Matilda and I having a really long 
conversation. I think outward appearance is something that I've really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Like body dysmorphia and kind of just feeling like I have to live up to some sort of standard. standard. I grew up with like athletes for parents and in Texas I feel like a lot of that is like you have to be this yeah no hair blue eyed you know Dallas has a I think Dallas has like a very high beauty standard like mm-hmm. I remember when I moved to LA people being like oh everyone in LA is beautiful and I'm like yeah Texas Dallas is like that Dallas yeah. is very like vain yeah I would say Absolutely. Personally. Anyway, continue. I would agree. Yeah. And I think I also worked in nightlife. Mm -hmm. And so that was really tough. It sounds so shallow. And so I want to phrase it the right way, but I would always think like I'm pretty enough to get in the door, but then I would compare myself to Mm -hmm. like all the other women in there. Mm -hmm. And that is truly just like my illness speaking it's like not anything that I I wouldn't look at someone else and say like oh if they were only or yeah yeah yeah. but I don't think it's your it's like it's it's society's illness like that's been like put on to you you didn't like ask for that or you know it's like the pressures of being a girl in general so I think I struggled with that a lot but I always knew like my worth wasn't completely derived from that like Mm -hmm. it was more but I was kind of caught in that yeah in between yeah And I think I'm really, like, working on coming out of that. I think coming out really helped me with that because it was, like, kind of focusing on my self-love more when you turn into something you've denied for so long. It's, Mm -hmm. like... um, It's a way more, like, insular experience or, like, internal experience to go through. So, like, you're thinking less about how you're outwardly perceived when you're thinking so much about how you internally feel. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But those habits kind of creep back in. Yeah, of course. And then style becomes a really big thing when you come out, or at least for me it did, because then it's like, okay... Well, now I'm gay and I feel like I don't look very gay and I want to send the message that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. So then you're kind of like, again, overcorrecting. I'm like dressing like, you know, in masculine clothes. And I'm you're like, like okay, wait, how did I get this beanie on my head? <laughs> Literally, like it's then it's just weird. Yeah. Also, I like we talked a little bit about this, but I had when I was in nightlife, I got a boob job that was just like way too big for mm-hmm. my body. And I don't know. I think then that part that of also me, like changes the way you dress when you completely. get a boob job because yeah. Me in a big sweatshirt yeah. was not, it just like wasn't a good look. I feel like I wore really hyper feminine clothes to like accentuate that shape and that body that I had tried so hard to get. And mm-hmm. it was like a whole mindset that I kind of had to peel back until I got to a point where it was like, wait, these, these do not fit mm-hmm. anymore now. And that it's kind of crazy. Cause I feel like that was the last part of my straight identity that I let go of. Really? That boob job. Wow. And I, I got that you know, taken out. And I thought that was going to fix things. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, wait, like that was a huge part of my identity was being so long hyper feminine person. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, again, we're going right. We're swinging really hard far the other way. Yeah. And so now I'm in this place of like dressing for this new body. And Mm -hmm. like, what does that mean for my style? And it is so confusing. I don't, I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, you, no, no. Like, there's so many layers to the experience. It's not just like, okay, now I'm switching from male validation to maybe female validation, but it's also like trying to give yourself your own validation. Yes. And that is like just inherently hard, I think, for everyone all the time. But in this time of like coming out and like switching communities, switching states, switching, like you were just really switched. You switched, it. switched it up. You switched it up. I wanted to be girl next door lesbian for a long time like I wanted to go home to Texas and still fit in Mm. fit that status quo and I didn't know how to like let go of it and I thought that's where some of my worth was coming from even on YouTube and the attention I got online I thought I was getting it well I was in a lot of ways getting it because people kept being like I've never seen lesbians that look like you Mm, and at the time I was like more feminine and in my soul I'm like I don't really want to dress like that but I didn't like allow myself to explore it then as soon as I did let myself explore it, I feel like there are moments where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you go, like, too far the other way. I'm like, uh, that's a bad outfit. And my hair has been such a thing forever for me. Like, I was literally just about to ask about your hair. Yeah. Like, do you feel like your hair was, like, my boobs? Like, yes. Last, yeah. Yes. My hair is your boobs. Cheers <laughs> to that. It's a thing for my parents. Like, I know mm. that my parents prefer my long hair. My mom's going to watch this and cry. Mm. Because we love she- you, Deb. Hi, Deb. 
Hi, Deb. Because <laughs> she loves me so much, and I know that. But some of that is other people's internalized homophobia. And it's just like a beauty standard thing, and they like my long hair. And I know it because anytime my hair is long, there's so many compliments. Like, when my hair was long a year ago, like, it's only been short for a little while. Yeah. My mom, my dad, my even my brother-in-law, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Shannon, your hair looks so pretty. And I'm like, that's so funny. Mm. I hate it right now. Like, you know? So, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But then I love my short hair. And I love the short hair. Thanks. Yeah, I it's fun for me. But it's funny, too, because other people online project their internalized homophobia onto me, too. And I'll get DMs from people being like, grow your hair back out, grow your hair back out. And I'm like, and to those people, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, the girls that I like, like my hair short. So yeah. that's more important to me, honestly. My therapist always tells me, I think I've said this on my podcast before, whose shame is this? Mm. Like when you start to feel something like icky. It's yeah. Like, that is not my shame. That is not my shame. You're, your shame. You're so right. I love your therapist. <laughs> Me too. Good girl. <laughs> I'm I'm in the process of getting a new therapist right now. I'll go to mine. She's so great. Should we have the same therapist? What's her we're, name? We're all enmeshed anyways. Yeah, you're, fuck cares? you're so right. I'm literally on, in the process of getting a new one. And the other day, I get a call at 5 p.m. on Sunday. And I was like, who's calling me? I answer the phone and this woman's like, hi, Shannon. Like I'm calling for your consultation. I'm at a bar. (laughs) (laughs) I randomly went to the Chiefs game last minute and then it was at Jameson's with my friends just being like, tell me you did the interview. No. And then she, she calls and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Completely forgot. And she goes, Shannon, do you have ADD? Not her already diagnosing I know. you. That's I, kind of a red flag. I know, but I think I'm going to pick her because she sees me. She already gets me. She got me quick. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Oh, my God. Immediately knows. Is it, is it with a boy? No. Okay. T. Okay, so when I was on and off with my ex-girlfriend, I was, like, kind of going on dates. Mm-hmm. And I – in this whole, uh, like, unraveling of coming out, I also quit my corporate job Fair. and, like, went back to bottle service. And I was like, I'm never doing anything for the man again, you know? So – As you shouldn't. <laughs> so – Capitalism. <laughs> I was back in nightlife, like, mm-hmm. working bottle service in L.A. And I meet this – yeah. And I meet full on. And I meet this bartender. And her first date – option was meet me down in Palm Springs. Like I have a hotel down here. Let's hang out in Palm Springs. I kind of knew her. So it's not like me just like being on hinge being like, I'm going to Palm Springs. Like I knew everybody she worked with. So I go down there. This girl's like stopping at me a vape on the way. I'm like, I'm just ignoring every red flag. (laughs) Okay. What flavor? (laughs) I go get the vape. I show up. Shannon, this girl was on so much cocaine and I, I'm not like, I don't do Cocaine, not that I'm like a prude, whatever, to each their own, but I just don't like it. I'm yeah. like stimulants like that. Oh my God. I get there and she's on so much coke, I'm like scared. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? This is, this is SOS. Yeah. I've got to get out of here. So I call my friend or I text my friend and I'm like, help, call me and tell me that my dog got out and is lost. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I hope I should have just been honest. Like, I hope she doesn't see this, but I was like, call me. <laughs> So he calls me. Putting on just being the drama. show of a lifetime. Yeah. Mel, your dog. He got out. I can't find him. I'm like, you're telling me my dog ran away? Like, I'm like pissed. I'm no. like, what? No. Freaking out. I hang up the phone. I'm like, she's like, what's going on? Like, whatever. Keep calling me. Like, act like it's I'm like, sell it, Gabe, sell it. So he's calling me 20, 30, 40 times. I'm like, uh, I think this is the best friend I've ever heard. It's the middle of the night. It's, it is literally midnight. Did you leave? I literally drove home from Palm Springs at midnight. And I'm like terrified of driving at night. I just have like a weird thing about it. And I, I went to war. I went to battle to get home. It's like that even a date? <laughs> that was like a drive-by. <laughs> you, you just, you basically delivered a vape. You were literally not being used delivery service. You're literally a Postmates. You said, "Here's your vape. Good luck <gasps> okay, and goodbye." <laughs> not you were a Postmates. You're right. You said, "Here's your vape, girl. See you later." Did you have to see her ever again? Of course, because we worked, worked at together. the same club. And she do you think she's me? gonna listen to this? I'm sorry, girl, but like, I'm sorry. That was freaky. <laughs> 
sorry, girl. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. girl. I really am. I'm not like pro lying. I'm actually, I hate lying and I'm really bad at it. But like you kind of were letting her down easy. I, you know I, I mean? really didn't want to be the one to hold an intervention. Yeah. I don't think that should be day. your job. <laughs> no. I, I felt like that was a boundary that no, no. I couldn't hold for yeah. myself. You didn't need to be there doing interventions you were already postmating so (laughs) (laughs) one job is enough bring that vape and leave okay i went on a date once in new york city we're walking into multiple restaurants like to read the menus and then we're like i don't know should we go here and i'm like a pretty i'm not that like assertive of a person in situations like that i'm like Mm -hmm. what do you like we're reading the menus and i could i just was like i feel like you're not into it let's go somewhere else in new york city steakhouse (laughs) out back Steakhouse. I feel like I'm processing this. <laughs> she ate French onion soup. <laughs> That's the dinner that she got at Outback Steakhouse. I'm like, we walked around New York City for over an hour so that we could get French onion soup at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> like probably in Times Square. We must have been in Times Square. Yeah. Where else? I mean, that's what I, I'm like trying to think about. That is yours tops mine, to be honest. <laughs> Mine is worse than a girl in like a whole bag of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. It, Not a blooming onion. In can New you believe, York City. That's that's a crime. It's criminal. And I was I was living in Oklahoma at the time I was in college. So I was just like visiting New York. Mm-hmm. And that's where I went to eat. It was a very bad day. <laughs> the conversation and the girl, lovely and fine. But that part of it is just like, I can't believe that's like tragic. To eat French onion soup I on thought, a first date I, period. Oh my god, like, you're so anyway, right. Onion, what was she like, thinking? That is so, that's so she, she blooming, was to tell We you got like a blooming this. onion and French onion soup. It's like, you want to make out? No, actually, I'm good. <laughs> like, what the fuck were we thinking? I feel like we filmed so much. Do you think we did I, good? I think we did great. Every time, that's how I end it. Every time, I'm like, do you think we did good? And everyone's always like, yeah, it's your podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, you tell me. I'm like, I hope so. Um, Okay. Do you have anything coming up or are you just going to be continuing to put out podcast episodes forever and ever and ever? Just go over to Made It Out. Yeah. Check us out. Follow Mal on, it's at Made It Out Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes. And you can find them on Spotify or everywhere that you listen to or watch podcasts. And you can do the same with my podcast. And yeah, follow Mal too on her personal account. She's the best. And what else do I have to say? Nothing, I don't think. Thanks for watching. Thanks for Love having you guys. Me. Hopefully Bye. this is makes any sense. <laughs> I we had some good sound bites though. That's going to be incredible. Yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs>